0: father for the first time when i was 28 years old when i had children my children were going to know who their father was yeah chris gardner was doing his best we don't need two we don't need one maybe next quarter yeah. it's possible but his best hey! wait wasn't enough man i got two questions for you what do you do and how do you do it i'm a stockbroker stockbroker oh Hey, I'm going to let you hang on to my car for the weekend, but I need it back for Monday. Feed the meter.
1: (laughs) I need the rent. I can't wait anymore. I need you out of here in the morning.
2: Welcome to Rewatchability. It's a podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up today. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah. (laughs) And today we have a great movie to talk about. But first, before we get to that, we want to thank our Patreon subscribers. Those are the people who give us one, three, five dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, we're hurting, and uh, no, times are tough here.
3: We're (laughs) we're in podcast purgatory. We're no, No, we're
2: We're just we're all day hitting the streets, peddling these podcasts to people. Yeah, I'm carrying these podcasts on the bus, trying to give them to people, hawk them off. Yeah, Sometimes people, they
3: don't work. People steal these podcasts, you know? <laughs> no, they're free. <laughs> no, they're podcasts free. are time machines? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: they could be. They're like
2: little, yeah.
3: The podcast is like a time machine into uh, the past. Uh for the future uh, yeah but if you go to patreon.com slash rewatchability you can get the podcast early ad free and sometimes there's like a bonus episode and that's also a form of time machine getting the podcast early yeah right there you
2: go we really don't understand time machines
3: no uh, didn't we watch a time travel movie <laughs> no that, okay.
2: but yesterday I read about this thing where science they like reversed something on like a quantum computer scale and oh, they yeah. were like oh my god they invented time travel but it wasn't that at all <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no. They're doing that tomorrow. We found out about it today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so we have, a, we have a, a non-time travel related movie for you this week. It's The Pursuit of Happiness. And uh, we have a special guest here joining hey, hey. us to give us his dad expertise,
4: Casey Palmer. Hello. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah, for coming back thanks on. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, sorry it took so many times to get me back on. Yeah, thanks for having us, Casey. It feels like because you're (laughs) a parent, you're the most responsible adult here, and we should
2: really defer to you for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, you can
4: just
3: take over our podcast.
2: So how do you want to do this, Dad?
4: (laughs) So uh, welcome to Case Watchability, and uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm here at my... (laughs) No, I'll let you guys run your show. I'll just talk when you want me to talk. Okay. Oh, and
2: Casey, nice. you were, of course, you joined us for The Lion King. I did. Another big dad movie. Mm-hmm. So w- I was excited to talk about this movie. Full disclosure, I hadn't actually seen it
3: before. What? This wasn't what, on really? your radar? No. So no. Was one of those oh. tour movies that you wanted to see
2: and I missed talk it. about? We'll get All to right. me. But first, <laughs> Casey, why don't you tell me about your experience with this movie?
4: Uh, yeah. So Pursuit of Happiness came out in oh six and I remember watching it maybe a couple years after, well before kids came into the picture for right. me. And I thought it was a good movie and you know, it was like has the sad moments and it's a it's really a huge story about being able to overcome real challenges and whatnot. And I was like, Good job, Will Smith. That was well acted. <laughs> yeah. This time watching it with a five year old kid, by having a five year old myself, I was like, oh my gosh, the tears! <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not <laughs> an emotional you. guy. I'm not oh, really like the kind of guy who will, you know express themselves emotionally. But there are moments where I was just like, if I, yeah. I was, you know, imagining myself in his shoes and imagining what it would be like to have to go through what he did with my kid, and I was like, yep, game over, game oh, over. <laughs> These eyes are watering. It's happening. Did
3: you become like more emotional once you had a kid? Like, did you cry at movies oh, more? I no, no, no. That's <laughs> no, what my friends emotion. tell me. No, no. I okay. am less
4: emotional. I'm definitely more just like <laughs> listen, child or children. Right. I just say I have two of them, and yeah. it's more the entire. I am the brick wall. Like my wife <laughs> is all about let's be friends, and I want to like you know respect your emotional well being and stuff. I get it, and I'm cool with it. But that's what they do with their mom and my wife, and what they do throughout their entire school day. Because now in like junior and senior kindergarten, it's all about being in touch with their emotions and your emotional state and everything. It's uh-huh. less. It's part play, but part like, right. am I a Healthy human being. That's
1: all good. That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, <yeah>. However, <laughs> they don't watch. This. They don't watch Love Boat. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or uh,
4: what was the other one? There was Love Boat, and uh, anyway, the, context in the movie. That's what they were doing at daycare, <laughs> watching TV. Yeah. But yeah. as you should be doing in school that's how we were raised (laughs) I mean we were all raised in front of televisions yay 80s for me sorry what were you saying yeah no basically it's just I'm the hardline one I'm the one from a Jamaican background born here but Jamaican heritage and yeah I'm just like here's the rules follow it you're great don't follow it Things aren't so amazing, and consequences are swift and immediate, and we move on with life. So, yeah, for me to even tear up to anything is wow. uh, quite an achievement. It so. broke you? Oh yeah. Well, I've been broken a long time. But it rebroke me. <laughs> it broke me again. Wow.
2: So you take the more traditional dad role in the in the parenting responsibilities? Yes and no. I mean, yeah. yeah
4: I mean, I, I feel like there's that side. I think it's like a traditional dad role with a – untraditional husband role right so it's like I'm the dad in that yeah I'll be the stern face of things and we play around a lot we wrestle and we joke around course, and good. stuff like that so there's a balance of it I tell them there's two dads you have happy dad or mad dad you can choose which one you get um, but then also on the other side it, for the husband role I feel I'm like
3: just... I'm being parented right <laughs> now like it's, I don't want to yeah, cross you
4: uh, oh I had that happen the other week with a friend of mine like she's, she, we we're, were in church and she was like joking around with a friend like a few pews back and I just kind of looked back at her I'm like really like like, really, you're doing this right now? She's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> she stopped oh, right man. away. And I was like, oh, the dad look is too potent. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I, I fully formed into the role of a dad. Um, and it's really interesting. You because reached your final form. My, yeah. Oh, I think I have a ways. I have so many theories on that, too. Like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Honestly. Well, it's, it's, we're, we're so going on all the tangents here. But mm. I've realized recently in talking to my parents after having my kids is that after you hit a certain point, let's say you have your kids, you kind of run out of life milestones of your own. And you start focusing on your kids' milestones. So you yeah, just right. become the person you're going to be for the rest of your life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: I'm looking mm-hmm. at my parents yeah. at like, their 60s. And I'm like, wait, you guys are the same people you were in your like 30s. It's just that now you're just older and you have less life, life responsibilities. And like you're happier because you've freed yourself of the burden of raising children and whatnot. I'm like, mind blown. <laughs> so now I'm just like, I have to be happy with myself today because this is who I am for at least another yeah. However long I live. <laughs> yeah, and my body is still working. because, like this yeah. entire hopefully old not thing. that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Well, it can shorten like, your life. It's you like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we should live to like 90s. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like arthritis this, and everything. This it's is such an op-
3: optimistic movie and we're being so depressing. <laughs> <to> start- <laughs>
4: it's not that optimistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll yeah. talk about <laughs> it. Talk about it. Okay, Blaine.
2: When
3: was the first time that you saw The Pursuit of Happiness? I saw it. So you know, bad things happen in your life, and uh, oh my god, were you on the street? (laughs) No, no, I wasn't. But I like got to a certain point in life where I was like, oh, I have like my dream job, and I have every everything's going my way, and then it all got kind of got like ripped out from under me, Mm -hmm. and so it was a bad time for me. And I just like I watched Rudy. I watched like all (laughs) these like overcoming movies, okay, inspiration porn. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was I was on that twenty four seven. So I watched this movie then and. It was kind of cool. I, I liked it back then. I, I thought it was like an all right movie. Yeah. I didn't have kids. I still don't have kids. But right. But yeah, I thought – you know.
4: <laughs> I think we made the same joke last time. We yeah. make that joke <laughs> every
3: week. It's usually a bit rough. Uh, <laughs> it's usually a bit rough. It's uh,
2: more serious when it's about me because of the poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The poor
3: bastards. You need to name them, first of all. <laughs> I named them <laughs> poor and bastard. <laughs> Boy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bird. <laughs> But so I liked this movie when I first saw it and I thought Will Smith did a really good job when I first saw this movie. I was mm. like, Good get on you man, that's good. You acted with a mustache. I feel like <laughs> it's tough. I feel like facial hair sometimes gives an actor like a new way to act and they're just like, Oh, I'm gonna act with this mustache. Yeah, now. become
4: the evil version of themselves, obviously. Right, yeah, the goatee. <laughs> we don't talk like, about oof. what a handicap
2: facial hair is for male actors. <laughs> right. And when Will Smith was nominated for the Oscar for this, I think that's why. They recognized.
3: <laughs> oh nice.
2: <laughs> Part of the reason.
3: So when did you first see this? Oh, you didn't see this movie at all, right? Yeah, I didn't see this movie.
2: I, you know, when it came out, it looked, I don't like inspiration. Oh, my God. I don't like positivity or to feel good or yep. happiness. <laughs> I just I find that some of those movies can be manipulative, and this one seemed that way. And I, I think they all are. Like they're all they're all trying to manipulate you
3: to feel, make you feel good.
2: All art is manipulative, yeah, in its way. And I don't know, you know, like I used to love Will Smith, love the Fresh Prince. I was on board for Independence Day mm. and Men in Black, right. but. Like, we were talking about this earlier. He just kept fucking up all of his opportunities <laughs> to be awesome. Like, he has the charisma. He's a cool dude. But, like, he just he just swings and misses
3: a lot. And that wild doesn't... West. Yeah, well, the he wild, wild best best one. turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Yeah. So, and yeah. to be
2: fair, we should also... Part- Part of the blame on Kenneth Branagh, you know. Nobody, nobody brings that Wild West with Kenneth Branagh when he's directing like an Agatha Christie murder mystery or something. Yeah, you know, like, do this
3: comedy, that'd be great.
2: <laughs> but. I used to like Will Smith, and I thought he made like a lot of interesting roles at the beginning, like mm-hmm. Six Degrees of Separation, yeah, and stuff so like that. Yeah. But then he stopped making those, and this seemed like one of those movies where he was trying to put himself into the prestige category, right? Like Seven Pounds, like he did that. Same director. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but so I, I skipped it, and you know there was a few Will Smith things I've liked since then. I liked the first part of I Am Legend. The, fir- the first
4: part. The first part you where he's just... the trailer? You mean like <laughs> the previews before the movie? Because God, they put me to sleep. I like the in credits of In the theater. In IMAX. <laughs>
2: I just like the part where Will Smith was hanging around in the post-apocalyptic wasteland with his dog. I thought that was fun. I feel like you like
4: the post-apocalyptic wasteland featuring Will Smith. You were in it for the wasteland.
3: Okay, that's true. I'm a big
4: fan of wastelands.
3: Teenage wasteland, you know?
2: Wastelands will never let you down. They are what they describe. If you find something that's not a wasteland in a wasteland, you're not disappointed because it's an oasis. So I didn't see it. And, uh, yeah. I feel like I've been a bit dismissive of Will
3: Smith. Recently, has he been calling you? <laughs> <laughs> He's been like, no, no, will, no, Stop not again, it. will. Stop calling me. God.
2: But I was glad to get a chance to see it. Yeah, thank you, Casey. Did, did, oh, did it, no problem. Did it make you
3: a more positive? Per- I, well, we'll see. On this podcast, but made you a more op- you know optimistic, positive person. Yeah, I, I think it hasn't already. But I've changed now. <laughs> I am rainbows and lollipops. Good. Glad to hear it. So you want to run down what this movie is? Yeah, so I will. For people who are like you and have not seen it before.
2: So this is based off a true story. It's the story of Chris Gardner. Here he's portrayed by Will Smith. And he is a salesman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's a live one for now. <laughs> he sells these medical imaging devices. They sort of, they're a revolutionary way to sort of look at bone density. Mm-hmm. Very important for... Do you know, you know how
3: dense your bones are?
2: They're fucking dense. <laughs> Some people have like those
3: hollow bones like they can like – like birds. That, like the avian bone syndrome or yeah, whatever? Yeah, avian bone syndrome. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing. Right. Not just in 30 Rock. <laughs> Sweet.
2: <laughs> I donated a bunch of money to that cause. <laughs> but he he's selling these things. The problem is, is that for the most part, they're not really sellable. Like they're good devices. They do what they should and they would even help people but – because they're only slightly better than x-rays, a lot of hospitals don't want to put out the extra cost to mm-hmm. buy these things. So he's, like, he's like lugging them around. They're about as big as a sewing machine. They look like a Singer sewing machine. Uh, yeah, I yeah. thought he was <laughs> selling sewing machines. <laughs> Maybe he should have done that. I feel like people need sewing machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than bone density things. I mean, I take it for granted my bones are dense. <laughs> Okay, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Not that dense, <laughs> yeah. okay. but he has a family that he has to support. He mm-hmm. has his little kid. Don't
3: remember the kid's name. I think it's Jaden Smith. <laughs> it's no, it's four names in this in the title. Credits. Yeah, he's created his, like his four names: Jaden Singer, Sewing Smith, or something. It was like <laughs> it was like a lo- long name, and then Tandy Newton is his wife.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And But he's having a hard time. He's often leaving things to, like, pick up his kids or, like, depending on his wife to pick up his kids. So right. she's missing work, and it's not working. It sounds like that's just a
3: family, though. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you guys <laughs> depend on each other to, like, parent your kids,
4: right? Yeah, but just, you know, people... It's the entire saying, where it's like, some people are great, just not great together. So, uh, okay. you know, yeah, this, yeah. this definitely was a... They had an idea of how it was going to be. You see the flashback in the movie about when they first get the bone density scanners and how happy
1: they were and all the <laughs>
3: options.
1: like, poured all
4: his life savings yeah. into it, and then things just broke down over time. Bone
1: density!
3: Yeah, I'm so happy when I get a bone density right? machine. Yeah. Right? are going to call
4: me Mr. Bone Density.
3: <laughs> 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 the manager of bone density. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like kind of a mean Tandy Newton. I don't know. Well, she's not... She's, she's
4: a like, tired Tandy yeah, Newton. So yeah, I, I mean, it seems neat. like
2: she's she's working double shifts. She mm-hmm. has to probably take care of most of the child care, and yeah, I mean, she's not she's not very understanding of of uh, Chris's plight. Yeah,
4: but I can sort of see where she's coming from. I can totally see it. It's like my wife and I. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> baiting you out Sarah it's gonna happen alright so Sarah's a lot more rooted in reality she's like the tangibility mm. one it's like I can see and feel this this is what I have in my hands yeah. right now and that's a good thing because she keeps us firmly rooted and my crazy schemes do not go all over the map and ruin my family you're not buying those bone density right? scanners <laughs> so I'm not taking all our life savings and putting it into bone density scanners but I'm the guy who's like you know working on podcasts and mm-hmm. conferences mm-hmm. and ideas and stuff and she's just like but none of that's real right now you have to focus <laughs> on what's here to right now and I'm like yeah I will I will I will at the same time though I'm going to work on all this other stuff and so if you don't have like the checks and balances and stuff like that it can go all over the map and ruin everybody. Yeah. But she's there to make sure that I don't screw us over completely. It's working out really well. Yeah. Yeah,
3: but she does she's not like she's not like you can't be the podcast guy. Like Tanny Newton's like you can't Will be Will Smith a- doesn't well, have a
4: podcast. Like- <laughs> if it was a podcast that would be different
3: with 1981. I mean, I don't
1: think
4: podcasts were really around
3: in 81.
1: Um so, she Will was, like talking- I'm thinking about getting some friends together
2: and some microphones just yeah. talk about movies. She's like,
1: "What is
3: you. <laughs> There's going to be an iPod that's going to come out.
2: First, these bone density scanners.
3: <laughs> Next, the iPod, which is an 81, the same size as bone density scanner. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's so
4: true. But he has
2: a fortuitous encounter because mm-hmm. while he's going to hawk these bone density scanners, he sees a man in a fancy car. Mm. And he says, I got to get me one of these. <laughs> <laughs> And he asked, so
4: what job do you have? <laughs> how do you know? It's like, it like, what do you do and how do you do it? Wasn't that it? Like, Man, it was and just how like, do you do it so and, well, I think. Yeah, yeah something like that. And yeah. Then, yeah. That's how he learned about the stock market.
2: That's true. That's an important part of it that I forgot. <laughs> My, I was just like, how did you get that car? And he's like, car led to the job. <laughs> your, your point is... How do you do that job and how do you do it well? Which the guy does explain. He's good with numbers and he's good with people. And Will Smith is both of those yep. things. Mm-hmm. So he sees an opportunity and he decides he's going to sort of take a Hail Mary shot at just going to one of these random financial institutions, applying for an interim program and seeing what happens. But it takes away precious times from his uh, selling bone density scanners. So Tandy Newton is not impressed. No. No, no, she's out of there No Yeah She she
3: basically packs up and leaves
2: Is that the exact moment that she does
3: it? I think she waits until after her son's birthday Which is kind of nice That's nice of of her
0: You yeah, should have seen me out there today uh, Somebody had stole one of the scanners I had to run old girl Whatever. down Whatever What?
1: Whatever
0: What the hell you got an attitude about? Whatever what? every day he's got some damn story hey, hey roy roy can you can you beat your little rug when nobody's out here it's dust and shit all over the place I'm
1: trying to keep a clean hey, house
0: wait a second, wait a second listen L- linda relax we're going to come out of this everything is going to be fine all right
1: you said that before when
2: i got pregnant it'll be fine
0: so you don't trust me now
2: whatever
3: But she leaves, and she leaves with with her son, with Jaden.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and this part I was a I was a little bit confused about because okay, Will Smith, she takes the kid, yeah, and leaves, and I then think Will- his name
4: was Chris too, to be honest. What the kid?
3: Yeah, Chris,
2: Chris Junior. I think so. Okay, maybe there's probably a way that we can look that up. There's an internet, right? Uh. We're gonna,
3: I'm still going to call him Jaden because calling two Chris's. I know. It's confusing.
2: Well, and also, like, that's who he is. Like, he got the job
3: because he was Will Smith's kid. Let's be honest. He's (laughs) Jaden. I thought he showed up ready to go. He was good at numbers and good with people, and he (laughs) got the job. No.
2: Do you think that they auditioned other little kids? His name is Christopher. Yes, you were completely right, Casey. I was paying
4: attention. (laughs) (laughs) Extra credit for Casey.
2: (laughs) Nice. Count it. (laughs) I thought I should also mention Jaden Smith's actual four names, which are jaden christopher sire smith oh yeah i knew that at one point so he was just going
4: by his middle name yeah, In this movie. That's true. That's yeah, true. Not sire. <laughs> not sire. Um, him sire. I do think red. they downplayed how moody a five-year-old is in that movie, though. Like, there was a moment where he, yeah. like, you know, tosses the basketball aside or when he's, like, you know, locked out of the motel and he just, like, gets so mad. I'm like, nah, you, you stop that tantrum in, like, 15 seconds. That does not happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is BS. Like, no. <laughs> it's, it's like I've had 90-minute tantrums for my kids where they just don't stop. And I'm just like... We, you, you as a dad though, you get to a point where you just don't care anymore. Yeah. You just kind of like all right, keep it. Well, you do. You yeah. do. They're not yeah. going to hold you hostage. Yeah, I give up after a minute too. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Has yeah. it
3: ever happened like a public place? Like you're at the mall. Oh yeah, and... yeah. Oh, it's, it's fine. You just continue. I love it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah. All right, be the middle of this. Thing. Be the scene. Do your thing. I'm going to be over here like on my phone until you like calm down. And people walk over, they judge and everything. I'm like, hey, okay, whatever.
2: <laughs> okay, oh. but this is the part that I don't get. Like yeah. Newton takes. Chris, little Christopher, and presumably she's going to be the parent of custody, right? Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith just sort of goes and takes him from daycare. Yeah, and, he goes rogue, and that's not a problem. Like
4: not in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. In 2019, oh my that's, gosh, good so luck. That's an Amber alert. <laughs> yeah, right,
2: right. Thank you. It would be an Amber alert. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of kidnapping. I mean, in
4: one of those, yeah, she could sure. have called the cops on him yeah we're talking about a period in time where like New York's Times Square was still like that's true smut central like yeah, it was this a very is, different world this, <laughs> this, does take,
2: this does take place in the six in the seventies i think yeah. yeah we can t- part of the way we can tell is because of Will Smith's rad mustache.
3: Mm-hmm. It does most of the acting. Yeah.
4: You're really, you guys are fixated on the facial hair. What? No. Just, and the Oscar like goes to Will Smith's mustache. <laughs> Honestly,
2: I don't think it's historically accurate. I think it would have been bigger and bushier. Looking
3: Definitely. at my
4: dad's photos from the 80s, I think I'm going to right? agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah.
3: like the cop mustache. There's not <laughs> enough fro going on there. It's like, your hair True. is way too well kept, sir. <laughs>
4: But he basically
2: picks up Chris from daycare the next day as if everything was normal, and then the mom just seems to be okay with that. Like, there doesn't seem to be a scene where she's like, where the fuck is my kid?
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she doesn't freak out nearly enough, I think.
4: Yeah. I think she wasn't as invested in parenting as as, uh – chris was like yeah he just kind of like she was tired she was done and when he swooped in to like get him from daycare and say you're not taking my kid from me i feel like it was already at a point where she's just kind of like so tired and worn out from her lifestyle that she was like all right you know what i'm not even gonna bother fighting you i don't have it in me and it led mm. up to the point where she just walked off because she's just done yeah um, sadly oh, yeah <laughs> it's a sad movie y'all well <laughs> i guess the thing is
2: The weird thing is that, like, I feel like they could have done a better job at explaining her perspective or where she's coming from. Because they show that she's overworked. Mm -hmm. But at the point where, I mean, at first everything is sort of He He can't pay the rent at his place. So they end up moving to a crappy motel. It's like the Florida Project. (laughs) But then... After that, like after they still can't pay the rent and they're like avoiding mm-hmm. the landlord every morning mm-hmm. as they sneak out, he essentially becomes homeless, which is the the most heartbreaking part of this entire film yeah. is where they don't have any place to go. But at this point, the mom has moved away to New York. Yeah. But for a good period of this movie, Will Smith is trying to be the custodial parent of this child when – It doesn't seem like he's the one who has the support mechanism or, like... The ability. <laughs> and You're like a child custody judge right now. You're, you're like,
3: I, I think that he has more support.
2: Well, I mean, I also want to give Will Smith the benefit of the doubt because I don't want to get into, like, dads can't parent their own children territory. Like, for sure, mm-hmm. he is as able to do that as the mom. But it seems like at certain points in this movie, he has sort of made, like, a selfish decision to be like, you know, I'm going to be the dad with the, with the child in my orbit. Yeah. Whereas... Maybe he'd be better off. Yeah, it's,
3: whoever the mom is, I'm, like she's
2: pulling in an income.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I think it'd be hard to give up your kid, so I understand why he does it. For but sure, he's getting arrested. He's losing his apartment, uh, stuff. And I think, I mean, he does depend on Tanya Newton. At one point, he like calls her up and is like, "Hey, can you pick up?" Christopher Sire, because I I'm I'm in jail, and she and she uh, oh she she says she doesn't right. She's like I can't After do it. At First she
4: doesn't want to, and then yeah. eventually she relents. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
3: But uh, yeah, I don't know. Does it seem
4: like a selfish decision, Casey? Like you're well, he, he does explain it to a degree. He's like his he didn't get to meet his dad till he was 28, right? Right, right. So he's always like, I want to make sure I'm in my kid's life all the time. Which that part I I understand. Not that my dad wasn't around, but my dad was a busy dude. He like yeah. worked all the time, so I didn't start my relationship with my dad properly until our 20s. Until right. sorry, not his 20s. That would be weird time <laughs> travel. Time travel, a weird time travel No, I didn't start my proper relationship with my dad until I was about, like, 27 or so. So really? I get that from the degree of, like, him wanting to be ultra-present in his kid's life. Yeah, there is some inherent selfishness in that, and whether that's going to override rational thinking and decision-making. There are times where, you know, there, I will do things for my kids that are to my detriment or I know is going to piss my wife off. And I'm like, I did it for the kids. I did it for the kids. And it's going to be... What I need to do you have and, to do it for the kids yeah and and he shows like he, I, I I understand on one standpoint there's so many crappy decisions this dude made throughout yeah. the movie like there's times <laughs> where I'm just like as a adult
1: <laughs> he fails as oh, an man. adult so yes.
4: hard so many times but as a dad he does a great job considering his circumstances through this movie. Yeah, All
2: right. yeah, I sort of agree. I mean, I think that you can definitely criticize some of his choices, but at the same time, like, the circumstances are pretty outstanding. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's hard to judge somebody when they're in shitty situations, when they yeah. can't pay the rent, when, you know, they're going to jail for unpaid parking tickets and stuff like that. Like,
4: that's, you know. The lack of sympathy from other people, though, was like, really crappy.
3: Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, because like, it was all rich people. All that's like, true. We don't really understand that's that to you i say until 930
4: have... to clear this check. I'm like, yo, who's going to pick up my kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah uh, exactly. It was like,
4: well, we could get child services to pick him up. I'm like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> those cops are horrible. Yeah,
2: that's not cool. Yeah, they're not great cops. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, so he goes in for this intern program, and he gets in. You know, he manages, even though he is coming right from jail, he's- mm-hmm. He's coming in the clothes that he was wearing while he was painting the apartment directly from jail. He's running down the street, so you know that he's going to be sweaty and smelly, (laughs) and he just doesn't look good. Yeah. But— He manages to pull off the interview and, you know, he's honest. He tells them, like, what he's good at Mm -hmm. and he gets into the program. I think that's
3: one of the best scenes in the movie in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, turning it around. Because you're like, Mm -hmm. I have no idea how he's going to get out of this. And he, like, starts with, like, I tried to think of anything I could say to to explain myself, but I couldn't think of anything. And you're like, fuck, dude. Just use your worst one then. Like, just (laughs) use anything.
0: Yeah. I've been sitting out there for the last half hour trying... To come up with a story that would explain my being here dressed like this. And and I wanted to come up with a story that would demonstrate qualities that I'm sure you all admire here. like, Like earnestness or diligence and team playing to something. And I couldn't think of anything. So the truth is, I was arrested for failure to pay parking tickets. Parking tickets? And, and I ran all the way here from the, the Polk Station, the police station. What were you doing before you were arrested? I was uh, painting my apartment. Is it dry now? I, I hope so.
3: But then he manages to like get out of it with that uh, that one line at the end. What
4: so. would you What would you say if I hired someone who came in to an interview not wearing a shirt? you must have had on some damn nice pants. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah well done. That's a good line. That was yeah, a good exactly. line. That was a winner.
3: it have been great <laughs> if they came back and like, You're not wearing pants either, sir. Can you, uh, can you please leave? We're going to have the cops arrest you again. Not again. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: The other great scene that I think we skipped over is the scene in the cab with the Rubik's Cube yeah. where he solves the yep. Rubik's Cube. I yeah. I fucking was drawn in by this. That was and an in. You know, I feel like I am not a person who is easily manipulated by movies and by like the simple but trickery. If, but
3: if someone manipulates a box in front of you, you're you're there. How did he do that? <laughs> okay. It's amazing. I love that he's like the smartest guy, but Yen makes like the stupidest dis- decisions in this movie. Like, also
4: reality though. I guess. I know yeah. some really smart I there was one kid I went to school with who had an IQ of 200 and he was like this genius and he right. just burnt the hell out because he got so bored by school made horrible life decisions and mm-hmm. no one ever heard from him again somewhere to his 20s as he just like petered off into whatever his life was but it's just like there's Facebook now look that guy up <laughs> we need to know too I really sad I don't, I'm good I don't <laughs> yeah. need to. I'm, I'm very much in the entire Drake no new friends type category right now where I'm All like right. I got enough I'm good it could
3: be like a whole 7 up thing you follow him every 7 alright that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, he, like, solves the 80s, which is, like, personified in a Rubik's Cube, and he gets the the interview from this guy.
2: Yeah. Well, he'd already been practicing the Rubik's Cube before. I feel like he was doing, like, the Scotty thing where you, you know, pretend it's a little bit harder than it is. (laughs) Yeah. And he's, like, the final thing's like, click, click, click. Oh, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm amazed, too. (laughs) But he gets the interview, and he aces the interview. Yeah, he aces the interview, and so now he's in this internship. And it's an unpaid internship, yeah, and I don't know if I have to tell you about internships, but they suck, and they're only for rich people who can afford them. Yeah, that's well, what they're designed to do. They're designed to like weed out the poor people who need to work for
4: a living. I, I got my current job from an internship. What? <laughs> I should I should just yeah, was it an unpaid inter- internship? No, it was paid. Well, there you go. Uh, that makes all the difference.
3: Uh, I, I feel yeah. because, like, he was surprised when it was unpaid. He was like, "This is an yeah. unpaid internship." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you wouldn't be surprised now." Sandy like Newton everything, she
4: was. She was like, "You're that's going backward. A salesman to an intern." Yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of is. <laughs> He's like, "No, it's not." Everyone's like watching it. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's so tough.
3: Yeah. I, w- when I first watched this movie, I was like, it was, everything was like, oh, he's overcoming things and maybe I can overcome things too. And that it was a nice feeling watching it. And now I'm just fucking stressed out watching this movie. Yeah. Like when I'm like close to having kids, like it's just, it's just so like nerve wracking watching him do everything. Watching Wait. him park is like fucking nerve wracking. Are you expecting kids? No, no. I'm just like thinking about okay. starting this
4: year.
1: You're, you're, you're pondering the I'm entire concept of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, this is the year we're going to start trying, I think. Cool. (laughs) You're going to start having sex? (laughs) (laughs) This year. uh,
3: Crossing my fingers. (laughs) 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 We got married, you know, expecting it someday.
2: Uh, So, hopefully. But, so everything sort of goes awry for him because he gets a big tax bill and they fucking take the last 600 bucks from his account Mm -hmm. and it fucks him over. Mm -hmm. And that was a really well acted scene, I think, because the same thing happened to Will Smith. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. That's why he had to do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because <laughs> that's so true. He got like a $1.7 million dollar tax bill from all of his rap singles. Oh, my God. And then he's like, shit, I'm broke. I forgot all about that. That's such a good transition. Well done. Well done. I don't see why Chris Gardner didn't just move in
4: with his auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's funny
4: It's like that uh, famous scene from Fresh Prince Where he's talking about, like, where he's so mad at his dad in the show Where he just, like, breaks down at the end of the episode It's like, oh yeah, didn't have to act at all, great
3: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ The official ETF of the NCAA The future isn't scary Not realizing its potential, however, could be Yeah. <laughs> Why don't he love me, man? Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Oh, yeah, exactly. He has that statue
4: yep. he's holding. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> it's like... all coming back. That <laughs> scene, man. That scene. But yeah, he didn't have to act out the tax bill at all. I hadn't thought about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: he knows all about that. He works his way up. He works very hard. He sort of gets past all of the obstacles and makes friends
3: with the people. And this is where, like, I feel like this is – it's probably true, but it's like this is a movie. It's all heightened, I feel. And it's through Chris Gardner's, like, eyes, right? So, like, everything that's happening in this movie – that's why I think, like, Tanny Newton is kind of treated unfairly at times. Like, I'm like, maybe she, like, you know, tried harder to, like, keep her kid and all that stuff. But because it's his story told by him. Yeah, he has, like— Insurmountable obstacles where he has to like get coffee for Homer Simpson, (laughs) and he has to like get donuts for Homer. It's basically just the actor playing Homer Simpson playing Homer Simpson on this movie. He's not playing Homer Simpson. He just wants donuts all the time. This guy. It's
2: like a nod, but he's like a completely
3: different character. (laughs) All right, another
2: another great dad. Mm-hmm. In the dad canon, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Castanella. Yeah,
3: a learning dad. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. There's also there's other people in this firm too. Like the old guy who seems to be the CEO is actor James Karen, who of mm. course is from the Poltergeist. I think oh, that this yeah. investment firm mm-hmm. is built on a burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? He's just like calling people, and then like bodies start rising up out of the thing.
3: <laughs> Chairs floating through the air. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, but he works hard and he gets the internship. He gets the job, the mm-hmm. one, the one job out of the twenty people. He gets it. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, that was great, <laughs> Yahoo!" <laughs> and that's the movie. That's the that's the happiness.
3: Yeah. Oh man, when he gets that job though, and he walks out on the street, and he like is, is trying not to freak out on the street, and just like tears in his eyes. Ah. That really affected me. Yeah, was that, sure. Was that the moment when you were crying or was that I've, like... I was
4: crying for well before that. <laughs> I started crying from... Like the
3: bathroom moment where it's like kid if is the, in the
4: bathroom. I, not even before the bathroom but it was around there from then on basically. I spent the entire second half of that movie just like, oh my gosh, this movie, this movie because it's like you see the emotions. Like I have to say, Jaden acted the role of a five-year-old as a five year old or so, really well. Yeah. I, I have like question marks over my head as I say that, but it's like, yeah, he threw tantrums well. He had these moments like when he's looking all worried when his dad's on the phone with the IRS and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of moments where it's just kind of like I saw it in his face, or just like how he's being affected by what his dad's doing, fighting with fighting with a bum to like try to get in this shelter and everything yeah. like all these moments where he's just kind of like so worried about what's going on around him he has a whole
3: like monologue
4: too yeah. where he tells a joke like and it makes sense you're like wow yeah, <laughs> exactly. you're, like so good well the movie ends on a joke right yeah yeah, with, like, exactly. yeah knock knock who's there nobody <laughs> nobody who Silence. nobody who
3: it's like winning oh wait i go. get it
4: it's a funny joke <laughs> but it's just like this like it's it's There's so much there on emotional layers, like as you get through the second half of the movie, where I was just like, man, like I I was weepy eyed for a while. Like I remember we were talking about when we were talking about the Lion King before, Mm -hmm. just the Mufasa scene, the Mufasa stampede scene was the only one where I was like, damn, like this this movie hit me right there because Simba was like just so. Like, worried and concerned and everything, extend that for another hour. And then the second half of this damn movie. Yeah. Which I recommend to everybody. It'll make you cry, but it's a great movie. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so
2: we're going to come back after the break with some trivia and behind the scenes stuff. Woo! So hold on. To your hats? No, don't give up on life. Oh, damn. To your kids, yeah. That
4: got dark. Hi, I'm Kimberly, producer at Entertainment One's Podcast Network. When I'm waiting in line for a coffee or catching up on housework, I love a new podcast. Decode the mysteries of UFOs with Somewhere in the Skies. Or if you're feeling risque, check out Turn Me On for a no-holds-barred conversation on sexuality and relationships. You can listen to all of Entertainment
1: One's podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back to Rewatchability. We are talking about The Pursuit of Happiness with Casey Palmer. Hey. (laughs) And we've got, I have got some trivia
3: for you. Okay. Hit us up with the trivia. You better
4: be ready for this. I am. Is it all 80s trivia? No. Okay. I feel like this is like the Nardwar approach of things, where it's just kind of like the things that you come up with, I'm like, I'm never ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never ready. That is a very flattering comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Nardwar. The dude knows
2: shit so much. He would he would <laughs> if he God. interviewed you, he would find out the the first and weirdest song that you loved that you've never told anybody, and he would present you with the original vinyl press. I've rewatched
4: and Ph- Pharrell like twenty times. It's just so amazing to me. <laughs> oh, <man>. awesome.
2: <laughs> I want to get Nardwar on the podcast. That's my
3: dream guest. Can you imagine oh, it being man. on a
4: podcast, telling you all the stuff about yourself that you've well forgotten, <laughs> and you'd be like, I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. I'm so I can't even. <laughs> yeah, you.
3: Try to do the doot-doot-doot-doot just to end Do-do-do. it? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, okay,
2: so question the first. Hustle is great, but nothing gets you the gig like nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> so we found out. <laughs> <laughs> Name two times Jaden Smith has appeared with his dad on screen. Other than this movie. Oh, Other okay, than this the movie?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I'm going to say at,
4: what, After Earth. That is one of them. Yeah, that was one call, of them. call.
3: Okay, so we can do this, man. I really
4: can. I really. I don't. What want What
3: are other to... Will Smith movies? Uh, um... Hancock.
4: Okay. All right. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so the correct
2: answer Karate was Karate Kid. No. Damn it. No, he did get his kid the job, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, the correct answer was the "Just the Two of Us"
4: video. Oh gosh, right. Where oh, that song? Jaden Smith is the little baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a
3: cruel question.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying Baby. that Will Smith you know, gave his kid a good start in the
4: Hollywood system. <laughs> I, I think it's a good play on his part. I'm trying to do the same thing with my kids. Yeah. For sure. Not in Hollywood, but you know. To getting me. them on podcasts and stuff? Yeah, they're already on. And that's Two awesome. Times, yeah, that's they cool. pop up.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm all for, you know, getting your kids opportunities and experience, but I feel a little bit like Jaden Smith was shoved down our throats. The, <laughs> the Will Smith kids in general. Willow Smith as well. It's like Will Smith was huge at the time, Jada Pinkett also huge and great, and then they had these perfect celebrity children and yeah, named they, after themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were going to be the ones that, you know, we were, we're just going to have to watch them growing up and being in everything. And they're going to be, they're going to be movie stars or musicians. This is it's so inevitable.
4: minor compared to like Blue Ivy Carter or the Kardashians. No, I know it's true. <laughs> like, they, they, like this is just like, yeah, okay. You, they show up now and then and they're in a movie or something. No, no. They're not, they'll have an entire like, now check my Instagram every five seconds or like mm-hmm. I'm going to be shoved in your face on every album. Thanks, Jay-Z. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I would say let your kids find their own path. If you're a celebrity superstar, you know, yeah. if you're not a celebrity superstar, then you got to get them started early because you know <laughs> they don't have the name brand recognition that Will Smith's kids are going to.
3: Yeah, but then how will you create your dynasty? Is what I'm asking. That's it, you man. know,
2: That's like... it. but dynasties are never good. The Barrymores were a dynasty, and then Drew had some tough times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Drew got started too
3: early. Yeah. yeah for
2: but, sure. okay, so you get half a point. Okay. Okay, my second Jesus. question. So tough.
3: I'm never going to get points here. It's gonna so t- t- going to be great. So tough. No, you're, you're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this one you might have to guess more at unless you did any research. So despite admonishing his son for playing basketball earlier in the movie, that's mm-hmm. the point where he's like, never let anybody, including me, tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. That you can't do something. Yeah. Yeah. When the real Chris Gardner finally bought a Ferrari like the one that inspired him in this film, which basketball player did he purchase it from?
4: (laughs) Wow. I'm willing to just go with uh, going with the 80s era type thing. Let's say Will Chamberlain. I think that's a good
2: guess. Oh.
4: Was he the one that fathered all those children? Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs>
4: yes. <laughs> Scored more. It was a, a woman. or dad. one point. I'm a good dad. Will's a good
2: dad. 1,000
4: <laughs> points, 1,000 women. Will Chamberlain, boom. <laughs> Blaine,
3: do you have an answer? I only know current basketball players. I only know the Raptors, so I'm not going to answer. Wow. yeah, wow. so limiting. I know. I yeah. know it is because I only follow the Ra- Anyway, I don't know much about basketball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Neither well, do
4: I, but damn. I know. I know.
3: <laughs> the answer is Michael Jordan.
4: Real? Oh Who? yeah, because it would have been years later, right? Mm-hmm. Michael that makes
2: sense. Jordan.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, from that movie. movie with Bill Murray. From ProStars. Okay, <laughs>
3: Space Jam. Do you remember ProStars? <laughs> yes. All of this, I understand all this right
1: now. You
2: guys are driving me nuts.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, he bought uh, Michael, Michael Jordan from Pro Michael Jordan's <laughs> Ferrari, <laughs> and then his license plate is not MJ. Oh, that's pretty funny. Which is pretty obvious. Yeah. Nobody's MJ. <laughs> Except
1: the other well, MJ. Yeah, but then oh, everyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: Movie MJ. <laughs> who is like kind of like the MJ of movies. He's a really good actor.
4: Oh, that, that was your name, MJ. I thought you were talking about, no, about, talking about
1: Michael Amazon. B. John. Yeah, Michael
2: Jackson. Oh, no, he's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was great, but we. Then we started a documentary. We took it back. We took it back. <laughs> we took it back. Sorry, MJ. Okay, my third question is. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't have a third question. <laughs> I thought I would come up here and I would come up with one that would demonstrate all of my knowledge and my skills. <laughs> you can't pull Will Smith here. Come I'm just on. gonna be honest. I was in jail last night.
3: <laughs> uh, I ran over here. That's like literally Your excuse for every podcast <laughs> that you were in jail last night. You can't keep on using that.
2: Yeah, I don't have another. I don't have another question. But well, two do you,
4: questions. Do you guys watch the Get Down with Jaden Smith on Netflix? No, I didn't see that. Was he good in that? I think season or part one. It was part one and part two and a few. Episodes for each. I really enjoyed the get down, except for Jaden Smith. Oh. <laughs> he was kind of like the one part of it where I'm like, I don't need your storyline, Jaden. I'm good. I know. Everything else, is, everything else is really cool. There's a lot of things happening. You know, I'm good.
3: Did you think that was him or his storyline, though? Because sometimes
4: I feel I'm like it was both.
3: Yeah, okay. Hey,
4: Jaden's a little like. All over the place. Yeah. That kid has said, no, you know, that entire family has said some things where I'm just well, like, I got questions. Isn't oh, he a
3: conspiracy
4: man. theory yes. yet? Just like my dad.
3: <laughs> is Jaden Smith your dad? Well, this
2: is. <laughs> Jane, I traveled. <laughs> Apparently, like, the, the Pinkest Smiths pulled Jaden Smith out of school and homeschooled him, which I don't know is a great idea if you're a celebrity parent. I'm sure that he's got a good education, but he seems to have the same sort of worldview as, like, 80-year-olds who watch Fox News.
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, we're talking about a family who, like, Will Smith is online right now giving all the inspirational videos for being like, how you live your best life. Jada Pinkett Smith has the red table where she's, like, trying to get all up in your emotions. Oh, there! I don't even know what Willow's doing right now.
2: Well, he's on
4: YouTube, as far
2: Uh, as I know, doing stuff. I know, Willow. Oh, Willow. Oh, I think she dropped. Uh, I think she dropped out of being famous. She decided that she didn't want to <laughs> be. She whipped her hair back and forth a little too
4: many times.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Gotcha. She whipped it once. Gotcha. It got
4: a bit like the it hurt doctor her neck was like, it. "You can't do that anymore." Her scalp was. <laughs> Your, getting... neck it, <laughs> Your neck can't take it, Willow. Your neck can't take it.
3: The doctor from Rocky. <laughs> That's,
4: kind of... That's interesting, though. Can you drop out of being famous? It's was like, "Yes, I rescind my famous status in this family. You guys can handle all that. Three of you, insane people." Well, I think you can. And...
2: Like, remember the Osbournes? There was. Was Jack and Kelly and I think mean, the point is we don't remember, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but there was there was other Osborne kids who weren't on the show. Wait, who, really? Who aren't famous? Really? Who didn't have fucked up lives.
3: There's other Osborne's?
2: There's other Osborne's.
3: Wow, <laughs> blowed your mind. I know. Billy like...
2: Osborne, <laughs> Jaden Sire Osborne,
4: <laughs> Sire, Sire, Jaden Christopher Sire. Oh wait, Osbourne. I remember the third trivia question. It's just it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit, go hit on. me. Hit
2: me. Okay, Kurt Fuller, who plays the guy that they go to the baseball game with. Yes. Name one other movie where he's usually like a corporate weasel.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, you see that guy everywhere. Oh, yeah, I, I his... totally
3: confuse him with Rick did common all the time. So, okay. Yeah. Right.
4: Uh, no, I should have this. I don't have it. I know that as soon as you say it, I'm going to kick myself. Ghostbusters
2: 2, Wayne's World, mm. and
4: Running Man three movies yes actually i would have guessed any of those okay i don't feel so bad anymore yeah all right yeah it's been a long time since wayne's wayne's world 2 wayne's world i watched
0: recently but not wayne's it's world a classic two. it was a way to another place wow this uh <laughs> this is the way to watch a football game here thank you very much for this really hey it's my pleasure chris uh, Mr. Ribbon, I also want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to discuss the asset management capabilities of, of Dean Witter, which we believe to be far superior to anything you got going over at Morgan Stanley. Uh, I really, I think you're going to be blown away. Point blank, Dean Witter needs to be managing your retirement portfolio. You
4: know, Chris, I didn't have any notion that you were new over there. I mean, I like you, but there's not a chance I'm going to let you direct our fund. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. Buddy. So, you know, come on, relax.
1: Play
2: the game. Go, go, go! Yeah. So I got some behind the scenes stuff. Go. Okay, you sweet. know this? Chris Gardner was a real guy. What? Yeah,
4: it's based on a true story. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm being... But there are some Plain. facetious. <laughs>
2: there are some differences in the movie from what
3: actually occurred. Like for
4: example,
2: I'm
3: sure, I'm so sure. It's like his story, and he's like trying to
4: tell it and make was himself look good. Was he a black guy? He, he was a black I guy. I just had to I just get that one out there. <laughs> just for reference for all those who don't know me. I'm black, so I just want to make sure that there's the entire, like, you know. I wanted to take a, take a win for the team. Yeah, Thank you. All right. yeah, 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 no problem. Good, good. One of the things that was different was that the
2: internship was not unpaid. There was an $8,000 stipend. Whoa, back then in 81? I think it was $8,000. That's a lot of money. It
4: seems like a lot of money. This makes this movie seem, like, so illegitimate now. Like, 8,000 oh, yeah. was way more than what he had. Yeah, because like, he
3: was selling those machines for 250 and that right. would give him a month's worth of groceries. 8,000 is Ma-
2: huge. Maybe I got that wrong, but it, there was definitely a stipend. So it wasn't... Fuck
3: you, Chris Gardner. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you. just
4: ruined the entire movie for me. <laughs>
3: you also had rich parents. They're, what? God damn it. Well, he
4: knew his dad the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, okay. I mean, his his upbringing does seem like it was a bit traumatic. Like, um, for example, like, he didn't know his dad and his stepfather was abusive. And at one point, he his mom was actually arrested because she attempted to burn down the house with her husband, the stepdad in it. Oh, wow! and try to kill him. Good plan. Not. Yeah. Good plan. Didn't Uh, work. But so. Jesus. He, and of course, they like shielded Chris from this right. because he was a child at the time and he ended up staying with his grandmother. And this part of his life, I think, started to go a little bit better. And he says that he had some of the sort of father figures that he never had okay. uh, in his uncles, in particular one. Unfortunately, that uncle ended up dying. And it Jesus. was at this uncle's funeral where he found out about his mom because she attended the funeral in handcuffs with two armed guards. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a horrifying scene. That's a horrifying scene. This movie just got dark again. Well, (laughs) one of the things I'm wondering is, like, why isn't this part of the movie? Yes. I understand, I mean, probably the main reason is that Will Smith couldn't be de-aged to be eight (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) But
4: I guess it's, it's how pertinent is it? Like, it's a good narrative in this, like, period of his life that mm-hmm. let's say this movie spans a year of his life mm-hmm. in that year alone all this happened that's true. right like you don't even need the context of what came before or really what happened after even though it like glosses over it at the end but like there's so much in this story alone in a year that like the rest of it is it helps to give extra context but yeah do you need it i don't know i mean that's a good point like this has a certain
2: unity to it on the other hand, like, I find myself questioning a lot of Chris's decisions. And then once I sort of read some of this information, I'm like, oh, that's why you make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. And, like, it would have been a good way to show the whole, like, not knowing my dad thing, right? And, like, he tells us that at the beginning, but it's kind of like voiceover being told to us. Mm. So it doesn't really hit us. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like maybe that would have hit us a little more. Yeah. would have, like, been like, oh, now I know why he's, like, keeping Sire by his side because he like you know he went through this thing yeah I don't know
2: this the genesis of this movie was an interview that he did with 2020 and Will Smith apparently saw this interview and was just like I want to play that guy oh wow and sort of started putting together the movie. And he did write an autobiography called The Pursuit of Happiness, which the movie is ostensibly based on. Mm-hmm. But it was only released basically like five months before the movie. And almost seems like it might have been like a sort of promotional like tie-in kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's so it's his... not
3: like based off the book. It's based off his life.
2: Yeah, it's based off like Will Smith. What he sort of like saw and liked from the interview. And I sort of feel like that maybe plays into part of how like part of the story, it does feel like a little bit like one sided or like maybe even like this guy is like puffing himself up a little bit.
3: Right. Well, I think I don't like like you were saying, like Will, Will Smith is a kind of like an inspirational figure. Yeah. And so I think he wants to take roles that do that, and you know, and I think he'd totally pump up the inspirational factor of this movie. I think to mm. like fit his own brand. Yeah. So I can see that happening. One of the things that really got
2: me about this film was that, like at the end, they say his achievements, like. He made a whole bunch of money and he's a mm. multimillionaire and he sold his company and he's like very rich now. Yes. He's a rich all he's true a things. rich, rich man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about all of the struggles that this guy went through and like the movie seems to have a very conservative outlook because basically this guy is subject to a bunch of problems that a lot of people go through because they're inherent in the system that yeah. we call capitalism. <laughs> And he manages to sort of pull himself up by his bootstraps. Yeah.
4: America. Yeah, America. Yeah, for sure.
2: And that's supposed to be okay. Like, but it doesn't solve the problem for the rest of us. It doesn't help any other people who might be in that position. And just like the way that they just talked about his success in money just left me feeling cold. But actually, the real Chris – has done a lot of work with putting together initiatives to support single fathers and
3: awesome. Yeah, That's, that's where is that in the movie? I feel like oh. that note needed to be there. Well, because when the movie ended, I was like, "This is pursuit of being a millionaire, not like pursuit of happiness." He could have had happiness if he'd taken. I don't know. I grew up poor, and like we 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 didn't have a, a single mom, and like. I was really happy. My childhood was happy. Mm -hmm. And like she didn't need to become a millionaire to be happy, you know? So I don't know. I feel like this movie is a little bit like you need money to be happy. It's true.
2: And then the other thing is, is like there's, you know, you read the Wikipedia stuff. There's nothing about his son. We don't know what happened to him. Maybe he turned up fucked up.
4: Man, you guys are cynical as hell.
2: Oh yeah, no, We can try you to really...
4: imagine you go from sleeping on a right. you know a I, station I, bathroom I need being to a go millionaire, flying Chris Gardner, <laughs> interviewing for the podcast, and then loop us all back. into Oh, oh that's good. This is going to be on my to do list. Now. Like, be see good. If I can get in touch with him to talk about all this because I'm just like, so that movie left us with questions. <laughs> Let's talk.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, because all the stuff that I read in Wikipedia about you know his philanthropy and actually trying to like you know. Put back, make a good sort of yeah. Give back, give back. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the phrase. Yeah, that stuff tied it together and made me like this guy in a way that the movie didn't
3: succeed. Yeah, because he's like, I can make some sacrifices now to have a bigger impact later, and I can like help change what I'm going through now mm. instead of just like doing what I would have done, like getting a part time job and like struggling and all yeah. that stuff. He's like, I can make a bigger impact by by risking bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that makes more sense. But in the end of the movie, it's just like, he sold something for multi-million dollars. And you're like, fuck, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
4: That is true. He could have got a part-time job but just kind of solved some of the issues in the movie. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Well, I mean, that's... Mm.
3: I don't know. I think that's what, like, most it's people hard. do because it's a, it's like a a system that reinforces itself. Like, poverty is a thing that people can't climb out of very yeah. easily. It's right? so yeah.
4: hard yeah. to be poor. Not that I know. <laughs> Which really meant he knows <laughs>
2: subtext. So, what did you guys think about Will Smith in this role, though? Like, this is Will Smith produced this movie, so this is very much like Will Smith making a statement about Will Smith. Mm. Do you feel like he brought the Smithiness to it?
3: <laughs> did he smite it? Right. He
4: smite it. I think is one of his best films. Now, that's to say, like we're talking about his body of work. There's a lot of crappy Will Smith stuff out there. For sure, but his standout stuff stands out. Like you, you can enjoy a good ID four. You can enjoy a good Men in Black. There's hmm. there's movies out there that are great Will Smith vehicles, and this has a lot of to tie it back into the name of a certain podcast, mm. Rewatchability. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey-o. Uh, there he nice. But uh, no, it was it was good. I think it deserves a rewatch, you know, with the kids and everything as they get older just to kind of like ground them in the idea of not all lives look the same and you be grateful for that damn Xbox that you have in the front <laughs> room because not everyone has that. And, and, and you play yeah. that Xbox.
3: <laughs> don't do your homework. You better be thankful. They don't have homework yet. This
4: yeah, is but... the only reason why I went to the Xbox instead of like, you know, actual responsibilities. Now you I have, have you have
3: to, to
2: encourage album. your kids to play video games so that they can be esports people because that's the only <laughs> industry those. that's going to be left. Oh,
4: Ninja, Ninja, <laughs> Twitch. <laughs> uh, well, when you can, when you can aspire to becoming like an Instagram celebrity, like that's that's where we're at yeah. with our kids right now. Yeah, first you have
2: to buy them way into college. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> I. I
2: liked parts of Will Smith's performance. I mean, I thought there were some really genuine moments. Sometimes I feel like he's doing that thing where Hollywood actors play dress up. Like, Mm. I don't think that he, he doesn't look like somebody who has been poor.
4: (laughs) Well. I've, in recent trips to the States, I'm very, always very shocked by, like, how normal homeless people look in the States compared to, like, Toronto. Toronto, if you're homeless, it's very evident that there's a gap between our middle class and, like, let's say someone who's homeless. Mm -hmm. Whereas the middle class is being demolished in the States. And, like, people, it looks like someone who's basically having a really bad day. But at the end of the day, they're homeless and they're begging on the street. And I'm like... It's kind of a different world. Well, for sure, yeah. And, yeah,
2: not to say that all people who are struggling with homelessness are, you know— the sort of people who are also struggling with mental health and are living on the streets like that. I mean, there are a lot of people who, you know, try to maintain their life and their professions and their career and aspirations while trying to be homeless. And, yeah. It's, yeah.
3: Well, it's especially tough. after, like, 2008 when a lot of people became homeless. Yeah. And, like, down- there's
2: all those fluctuations in the market. And, like, yeah. yeah. Like, you see people just losing their jobs and not being able to find anything. And then,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty – yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that he he acts think, past the mustache a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that scene in the washroom where he—that's where he's staying the night—and he's mm-hmm. like trying to keep Sire's ears plugged so he doesn't hear the people at the door. He's trying to keep the door from opening, and he's tearing up, like all that stuff. I was like, yeah, this is Will Smith he bringing his emotionality and mm-hmm. and 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 really doing this, and I think it helps that like. He's, he wanted to play this character. He believes so much in this movie that, like, mm. I, like, that guy believes so much in himself. Like, I wish I had, like, a little yeah. bit of, like, the confidence. Like,
2: just that's really like, what I was hoping to get from this movie.
3: 1% of the confidence he has in himself would, uh. like, just be, I'd be a superhero. But he has that, and it comes across in this role, I think. And, and, yeah, uh, that's true. And I think that he, he does a, a bang up job, uh, more so than in a lot of other movies that he's yeah. been in.
2: Okay, so let's go around the circle and give our final thoughts. Blaine, did you think this was a rewatchable film?
3: I liked it. I think it's, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's kind of inspirational. Now that I know that he's, like, actually given back and it's not just money, That that's what soured me on it this time, yeah. watching it. Well, like, you think he's going to become, like, a Trump cabinet member, like Ben <laughs> yeah, Carlson yeah, or something. Exactly. Oh, you're like, oh, fuck, Ugh. like, it's just about the money, man? You put your kid through this for money? Well, that's what, some people,
2: like, they come from poor and then they get some and then they're like, they don't see that other people are struggling from yeah. the decisions. Exactly. That, exactly. Close the door behind me into. type thing. Yeah. yeah. And so...
3: I, I love that the actual story is that he gave. that makes me appreciate this movie on a whole new level, and and I love that. So I th- I think knowing that I'll be able to watch this movie again. Coming into this, I was like, this is just a capitalist commercial, and like I don't like it. But uh, but knowing that it changes it a bit. I think it's like mildly rewatchable. I'd say. Would okay, been- you know what? I'm gonna go and mm-hmm.
2: we'll save Casey for last. Okay. Woo. And. <laughs> I think it's rewatchable as well. I didn't go in with high expectations, but uh, I think I, I wanted to give it a chance. And despite, like, having some criticism, some of it really does work. And the story is, it's tough and it's something to see and feel because you never want to be in that position. Yeah. Some of the things that I was sort of, like, I wish that there was more of... I wish that Jaden Smith's character had, like, more of stuff... Like, I feel like he either had some, like, autonomy or interiority or, like, his – he had some sort of, like, story that affected Will Smith's story. Right. You know? Instead of like, just being, like, this <laughs> motivational factor. It's but like, maybe raising that's just one unrealistic. eyebrow at you.
3: But, like, five-year-olds have a character, right? Like, they can have, like – they can learn and grow. That's – hopefully. <laughs> like, you even were talking
2: about, like, the tantrum thing. Like, you've never seen, like, a, a kid – second tantrum. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Like, this kid – he he's mostly just like sullen and looking. You know,
4: child actors are so unreliable, though. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, throw it's, attention when you it, don't want them to. Don't throw attention when use, you want use them to. Child actors very sparsely because you just it's yeah no that's always, that's why my eyebrow went up. I'm like no child actors. I just do not put much stock in them in general. Yeah, <laughs> well, if it's
2: your kid, at least you know he should listen to you, right? Or does that make it worse? <laughs> I think that probably uh, the eyes. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you could, if the eyes were transmitted
1: through the now?
4: podcast medium, How
2: so much meaning. How old is
1: a kid now? <laughs> Zero.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, you, you have so much not listening ahead in your future. I'm <laughs> telling you. Well, they listen to me a lot more they listen to my wife because I'm just so much harsher. <laughs>
2: yeah? Yeah. You don't play, like, good dad? Sometimes my dad would do that. Like I you know, it's like, ba- like I got chips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah,
4: man. That's another podcast. Those that is another are, podcast. those
3: are poker chips. <laughs> Come on.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. It was a high-stakes gambling game for all of our savings, <laughs> and then we had to
4: sleep on a bus station washroom. <laughs> so, did you think this movie was rewatchable, Kate? I'm going to take a round roundabout way to answer. This, yeah, so yeah. I actually just grabbed my phone a second and go to, like, research when Black Monday was, which was, like, six years later. So I was very – I just wanted to know where the story goes on from that because mm-hmm. it's like, right. you know, he gets in in this high point and then six years later, there's a huge crash and everything. But really? moving on. <laughs> anyway, Don Cheadle's great in that. Anyway, moving on. Oh, moving cool. on. Yeah. So it's a show on uh, Showtime. It's great. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought this was, like, as someone who's had to – Purge a lot of stuff from his life as my parents moved uh, to another town last year, and I kind of got faced with 30 years of my stuff that I had to (laughs) whittle down and see what was worth keeping. I would say that this movie is good enough that I would keep it as a permanent collection item. I think it was very rewatchable in doses it's not something you're gonna rewatch several times over in the span of a year but you might come back to it like five years later ten years later when you're feeling
3: down you watch it yeah you overcome and it's
4: like you know there's there's a lot of things that from past years where they don't age well like if you watch Seinfeld now it's a very different show compared to Mm -hmm. what it was when you first watched it but the way that it was put together like you know 13 years ago it's still a great film I'd watch it again and I think my kids eventually need to see it as well to understand uh, the lengths at which a father is willing to go to in order to make sure their kids turn out okay
2: yeah Especially after you've gone through some lengths for them. Yeah. And <laughs> Sit down, <laughs> shut up, and watch this movie. <laughs> you understand what I've done for you?
4: I mean, at the same time, I'm, I'm binging The Sopranos for the first time right now, and I'm just yeah. kind of like, I would take Chris Gardner over Tony Soprano any day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Very Soprano is a really, yeah. really messed up dad. <laughs> yeah, he's not the best dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That, that was the one criticism about Tony Soprano's character. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, generally a good guy. Really good <laughs> yeah, really good
4: animals, but bad dad. Bad dad. <laughs> Great to horses, not to people. (laughs)
2: And that's Rewatchability for this week. Thank you for joining us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe and rate us. If you feel so inclined, you can donate a little bit on Patreon. And if not, you can just tell your friends about us and all of that. Also, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Casey,
4: where can they find you? Uh, CaseyPalmer.com. C-A-S-E-Y-P-A-L-M-E-R.com. And that's where everything links to with all my social. I'm always active and you'll never be able to get rid of me. So. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah, you're so like social media oh. awesome. We, we
4: we were
3: talking about that. We we're like, he's
4: so on it. Yeah. He's so good at this. <laughs> I tell a lot of stories these days, and my kids give me so much fuel. So I'm just like, let's just keep going, and it's oh, turning out God. awesome. People are really enjoying it.
2: Well, we'll have you back on again. I hope yeah.
3: we need you to be our like podcast dad.
2: <laughs> we
3: need yeah. you to, like podcast. Dad pod cast? dad <laughs> hmm? yeah, either
4: one, either one. Yeah, I'll yeah. be I'm happy to come back anytime okay, guys. thanks for having me alright thanks for being on
1: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt
2: now imagine them getting even softer over time